Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Ellen Lauterbach, a leadership development consultant with GP Strategies. Ellen, it's great to have you on the show. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So, Ellen, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and about your work with GP Strategies. Sure. So, my role is a subject matter expert in a number of our leadership development programs, one of which is emotional intelligence, which we'll be talking up a little bit about today. And I work with people and clients to make sure that content and programs helps their learners' needs and do some instructional design and uh, consulting on learning and development. Okay, excellent. And of course, that's why we have you on the show today, because we want to discuss a scenario that I think you'll agree most people at some point have been in this situation where we felt cornered or defensive or misunderstood in some way. And then despite knowing better, especially in a business setting, we react in a way that we know won't end well, but we just can't contain ourselves. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what that type of situation can mean at work and how to develop skills to better handle those times when we feel the drive to react too quickly. So now first, I know there's a name for this kind of situation when strong emotions surface and we feel like they're taking us over. So Ellen, what do you call that? Sure, absolutely. And this happens to all of us. And that is what we call emotional hijacking, which we'll dive into today. And it's a term to use when it's what's happening in our brains when our emotions get the best of us. So without getting too technical, why this happens is because of the amygdala. And that's Mm. the part of our brain that processes our emotions first and takes up the most space. We feel those strong emotions and the time that we have to react from our rational response is after our emotions are hit first. So this is also known as an amygdala hijack, but we'll call it an emotional hijack for just for the purposes of today. And another way that people might have heard of this is that fight or flight response. Mm. So again, it's what happens when our brain is triggered by a perceived threat or those intense feelings and a strong emotion is processed by our brain as that perceived threat. Okay, interesting. So in other words, this is a sort of deep brain emotional response that all human beings have and have been in this situation before, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now give us an example of how emotional hijacking might play out in a business setting. Sure. So one scenario that we probably can all relate to is an email. So have you ever received an email that really gets you fired up or someone's telling you something negative and you may have that impulse or that desire to type back right away quickly and hit send out of defensiveness? And then you probably, if that happens, regretted it a few seconds later. And that's because our emotions come first and they were released. But then later, your rational brain takes over. Hopefully, if that has happened, what we've learned is that what we should do is probably take the time to not send, maybe park that email in a draft folder somewhere. It can be difficult, though, when you're dealing with other people in the moment. So this is Mm -hmm. where 
It takes practice. We want to talk about some strategies today to address that because especially in the business setting, it's important to manage our emotions and behavior. Another example may be when we've gotten feedback. Sometimes we're in a meeting and we can expect some feedback on areas that we may know we want to grow in. But if we hear things that were caught catching us off guard, it can trigger a different response. That unexpected feedback may cause emotions, again, defensiveness or negative feelings. So we just have to be careful in how to manage those. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to drill down a little bit in a minute in exactly how to manage those. So you gave us some really good examples there. And I, I know I've sure been in that situation where I write an email, a response, and then send it. And then a moment later be like, oh boy, I really shouldn't have sent that email. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, but at least with email, because you're in the process of writing it, ideally, hopefully you learn from those experiences. And the next time, even if you're, you catch yourself, you're like, wait a minute, take a breath, pump the brakes. I'm not going to send this email. But I think that can be a lot more difficult. And another example you mentioned when it's in real time, right? You're mm-hmm. on the phone or in pre-COVID days, maybe you're in a room with people and someone just says something that upsets you. That mm-hmm. it can be a lot harder to hit the brakes in that situation. So first, now you already described the brain function, the amygdala, but how does the body react? Like, what are we feeling in our bodies when we're triggered in that way? Sure. So of course, when this happens naturally, there's three things that occur. First, we're going to feel a very strong negative emotion. And this is a natural physical response that comes on suddenly. After that, we react and then usually feel regret. So emotional hijacking does not lead to that empowerment and righteous, calm and cool state, or it does it show that we've stood up for ourselves, which is where our minds usually are and our thought process. But having that loss of sense of control, unfortunately, makes us have to deal with negative outcomes after. So the goal is to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. And I know when I've been in those situations, you can literally feel it, right? Like Mm -hmm. your heart can start beating faster and you might feel like a tightness in the chest, that sort of thing. So you really can, Mm -hmm. it's not just in your mind, in your brain, you can really feel it in your body. Absolutely. Yeah. So now, in other words, emotional hijacking is a totally natural biological response and not something that before it happens, you can necessarily rationally say, I I don't want to feel this way, but you just feel it. It just happens. Uh But of course, especially at work, you want to avoid or at least minimize uh, reacting in an overly emotional way when you're triggered like that. So now let's talk about how can we learn to to short circuit the emotional hijacking response? So when we're managing our emotions, that's self-management, which is what we wanna get to with that self-awareness. So the first step in developing self-awareness is that knowing that our emotions come on strong and suddenly, like we just talked about. And the first step is learning to recognize those feelings. And yes, we all have them, they come on naturally. And what we can do is change and shift our reactions and behaviors accordingly with practice. So for instance, thinking of that email example again, Ideally, moving forward, what we would do is draft out our thoughts, park it for a while, come back to it later when we're calm and collected, and we can revisit it with that rational part of our brain. Okay. So even though 
you might be really angry. You know mm-hmm. that if you let that all out, you're gonna, it's going to be bad. You might lose the respect of the people in the room or on the phone. So instead, you hit, like you said, you hit the pause button. Maybe think ahead, recognize mm-hmm. what, you're, what you're feeling, and make the rational decision to not react in such a negative way. So once you've done that, what's the next step? Sure. First of all, the second step, and if you've noticed these feelings, the great news is you're already developing self-awareness and it's important. So the next thing you want to do is try to think as fast as possible, the bigger picture and long-term impact of what you may be doing. So you really want to now engage that rational part of your brain. As you said, the best way to do it is calm yourself down, maybe take a break, take a few breaths. And also thinking about the whole situation and the big picture can help. So sometimes we want to prevent the negative energy to take over those regretful behaviors. And if you think of those future consequences, that can help. Okay. So I think it's important to note that the emotions that we're feeling in those moments are real. We, you might be truly upset and it might be even really justified. Mm-hmm. Yet the trick here is to recognize that and assume a calm demeanor. But are there situations where, in fact, reacting emotionally might be appropriate or at, the, at least letting people know that you're upset, e- even if you're saying that in a calm way? Yeah, absolutely. And that's also part of showing self-awareness is taking the time to express your feelings. There's never anything wrong with that because no one can ever negate or put down how others are feeling. It is personal to them. And sometimes demonstrating that vulnerability can lead to healthy conversations and relationships of, wow, I'm feeling uh, disappointed in in this because, and have a conversation about it. Expressing those feelings is powerful and it can offer other people perspective as well. Sometimes to change conversations or get to solution solving and moving forward from there. Absolutely. That's a great point. All right. So now inevitably, despite our best intentions, sometimes we just lose our cool. We're triggered and we react in an angry way, even though knowing this might not end well. So When that happens, and it's going to, Mm -hmm. what do you do? How do you salvage that situation? Sure. So again, it will happen. It's probably happened to all of us, and it happens at work. Uh, Again, so I would say that the best approach may be to take some time away from the situation, push the reset button. If you did react how you may not have wanted to, or feelings came you know, rushing out. Absolutely. Again, take a step, revisit, have a call with your team or the people on the meeting, talk through it. If an apology is needed, fine. But again, talking through feelings and emotions with others is, it's not negative. It's not a, I think, a topic that should be frowned upon, which in the past usually has been at work. We're taught as sometimes children or adults as professionals or leaders to suppress feelings and not show them. But again, I think that can really open the door to some healthy, transparent conversations, acknowledging the feelings that you had or the reactions and work ahead, move from there, move ahead from there. Yeah. That sounds like sound advice. So Ellen, before we wrap up, is there anything else that we should know about emotional hijacking and and how to deal with it? Sure. We covered a lot of great 
strategies about it. One tip that that we didn't touch upon, kind of that third step, if you if you want to have three, is thinking of some role models sometimes that maybe in movies or an actor or actress that always has that calm and cool demeanor, pretending to put yourself in those shoes sometimes. Think how they may handle the situation. But really, again, heightening our self-awareness and taking time to process the emotions and feelings are key. Thinking about the whole picture as well can be helpful. Sometimes the impact does not equate to people's intent and it can work both ways. Even if you're driving on the street and someone cuts you off, maybe they have someone sick in the car or they have an emergency. The impact sometimes does not match the intent. So try to thinking of other people's perspectives or the big picture in the lens can help as well. And again, this is all going to help us to practice towards managing our responses in the best way possible. I also want to reinforce that, again, these emotions are natural. They always happen as data points and for a reason. So as some of us are learning about having that self-awareness is key, becoming more aware of our feelings is going to help with all of this. And it can really bring bring significant differences as to how we're perceived as leaders in the workplace, as a team leader, etc. Again, those three steps are recognizing the sudden onset of the emotion, thinking about how you may feel in 10 minutes or so to let those emotions not fly out. And then if you have someone that you want to think of a role model, think of what they may do. And a little bit of neuroscience, if you may be interested, is that the good news is that this is a learned behavior and skill. And with anything, the more we practice, the better we get. So that relates to a term called neuroplasticity, which as we practice new behaviors and change patterns and habits, our brain is making new neurons and pathways and connections that is going to change into better behavior. Very interesting. So we can literally train our brains. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, do you have a role model that you look to for someone who's cool and calm and collected? I do. I would have to say it's actually my brother. He is always uh, calm as a cucumber, very positive, takes things as they come. He's been a leader. He's a father. He has two teenage girls. So he has had a lot of experience with probably emotions arising in in the household and with the workplace. And uh, I always think of what would he do and how people perceive him. And uh, yeah, and sometimes else, maybe it's a partner at work, another leader or a mentor that you may think of and, and talk through this about with them. Sometimes having an accountability partner to practice with or, or strategize with may help as well. Absolutely. Ellen, thank you so much for a really interesting discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I uh, hope some of these strategies are helpful. All right. To all our listeners, thanks for listening. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.